Welcome to Bookish Impulses Podcast. I'll be your host today. <laughs> we'll be your host today. No? No, that's no. <laughs> Welcome to Bookish Impulses Podcast. We'll be your host today. I'm Kenny. I'm just sorry. She can't stop laughing. Let's have some fun. Hello, everybody. We're back. Hey. (laughs) We know it's been a really, really long time since we've been on here doing our podcast thing. True. Um, And we are sorry that it took us so long. She's sorry. No, I'm sorry, too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just, uh, life has been happening, and we haven't had time. And sometimes we just tell ourselves we haven't had time, even though we have time. But that's something different. Well, (laughs) it's all about being adults, you know? You grow up, and you realize you don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Adulting is hard. You want to go back to being a kid. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, and I was like, I want to do it. Now I'm like, no, why did it happen so fast? <laughs> but, yes, a lot has us. has changed since we last talked to you guys. Um, we actually moved. Yeah. We're, we're in Rockford, <clears throat> in, in Rockford, Illinois. It's, uh, it's a city. And I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we love the, the city life much. Before uh, before we dive on in further, I just want to apologize in advance for any noises you may hear happening. We are still trying to get this thing set up the right the right way, and uh, there may be some bumps and some 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 knocks or something like that. In addition to you know occasional traffic sounds. Yes. So and I fidget a lot, so I might you know make too much noise here. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Rockford. Rockford is uh different. <clears throat> yep, <laughs> different. Different. Um, you heard some interesting news about Rockford, right? With the FBI? Oh jeez, yeah. Apparently the FBI considers Rockford the most dangerous city in the state of Illinois. Now think about that one. Yeah. Chicago exists in Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's per capita, but still, that's pretty bad. It's, it's really, really bad. But anyway. Enough depressing stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> we also got new jobs. Like, I am now part of the school system. I am um, an assistant teacher in a preschool. So we're trying to make a difference here, right? Yeah, fun life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my husband here. Yeah, that's is me. doing some voiceover work. He's narrating books and making commercials and stuff like that. Stuff like that. Yes. You know, just getting on the microphone, burping a couple times, and sneezing, blowing my nose a little bit. Gross. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's pretending to work at home. While I'm at the school, wait a second. Now hold on. Now pretending <laughs> is a strong word. Okay, I I pretend while I work at home. Mm, all right, okay. 
That's how that works. Sure, right. sure, I'm, sure. I am an actor. That's right. <laughs> Don't you dare. Alright. Um, so, yeah. And oh, we also got two puppies. Yeah. We rescued them when we went to Mississippi. And they were a handful. Just just FYI with puppies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably one is the, the, the amount you want to have. At the most, at once. Yep. Um, Especially when they got a like the pit bull mix because the pit bulls are hyper. They're not mean to anyone else. <clears throat> they're mean to each other, but they're not mean to anybody <laughs> else. But one of them is just very hyper, and the other one just is very hard headed. Yes. So it's, it's a rough, rough life here. It's, it's a tornado of, you know. Terribleness, but but we're making it. We're surviving, you know. <laughs> Barely, but we're making it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we still have the two cats. They're still here. Yeah. They don't like the dogs. Dogs don't. Look, well, dogs love them, but yeah, a little don't. too much. They get too hyper and try to like play <laughs> a little too rough, and they're a little too big. <laughs> a lot of bit too big, actually. <laughs> Eight months and they're already considered large dogs. They're, it's ridiculous. They're not even done growing yet. So, fun times to come. Yeah, but anyway, off to the book um, business. I obviously have read a lot since we stopped recording, so I have a lot to talk about. But I will just um, talk about four books that I've recently read. Four doesn't even touch the surface of the amount that she's read. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But one of my favorites, one of my recent favorites, is called In the Country by Mia Alvar. And she is Filipino. Um, Her book is consists of short stories depicting the lives of and the struggles of different Filipino people. And it's quite interesting because you get a glimpse into that life that you don't know much about. Like, I didn't know much about that culture. I had heard about, you know, people being Filipino, but that was it. Like, I know I had a sixth grade teacher who was Filipino. I had a principal in my elementary school who was Filipino. And those women were... Like, they look very strong and, like, like you wouldn't mess with them. Um, <laughs> especially the principal. Like, I was like, you know what? Um, the least I have to talk to you, the better, because then I know I'm not in trouble. Hey, and I have a Filipino cousin. Really? Oh, cool. Remember? I showed you online. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Ah. Just discovered her. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, and my teacher, she was, she was, Ms. Rosa, you didn't, you didn't mess with her. But she loved me because I was, like, her best student. <laughs> I was, like, the straightest student in sixth grade. Of course. And um, she once told my mom, she's like, you know, if I had a classroom full of Yesenias, I would be so happy. So <laughs> that that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, it, it gives you a glimpse into this life that we don't know about, this culture that we don't know about um, much. And... It's about people's lives, like the struggles in the Philippines 
the struggles of having to move somewhere else to prosper and have a good life. Like, apparently a lot of them had to move to Saudi Arabia where there were jobs and they could go over there and work for the people there and send money home. And it also depicts the stories of the people who come to the U.S. and have to work here and send money home. And it also shows the picture of these people who had to move away to help their families. But for that reason, their families aren't helping themselves. And these people don't get to have a better life because they have to keep on working and keep on working to send money home. And I know that's the case with a lot of other cultures. Like, um, I can say my family, that's that's one of the problems that there is in my family. Because I have family in, in Mexico and they think life is dandy and just wonderful and we have money bags sitting around. Because, you know, we try to help them and send them some money here and there. Help them fix their house or whatever. But... Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, but it's it was a really good experience reading this this book because I got to see the lives of different people in a different culture. Um, I also read Strange Weather by Joe Hill, which was really good. It was four short novels. Um, out of the four, I just didn't like one, which was kind of alieny, but didn't really get into the whole thing of the aliens. Um, you have creepy stalker kind of things, talking kind of like about Alzheimer's, but not really because it's like a different creepy reason for Alzheimer's. And it, it, was, it was cool. I liked that. Um, he had a story that taught... His stories also talked about um, two of them, I think, were had to do with um so two of his stories do actually have like important topics that most people like to just gloss over or not talk about at all um which i like joe hill and stephen king stories because they talk about these like um topics that a lot of people don't like to talk about he, and one of his stories, it was about racism and the extremes that some people go through um, because they just, they're so blinded by their racism, their biases that they uh, just blame these people or this group of people. America. Yeah. <laughs> for, um, <laughs> for what's going on in their lives. Uh, for the bad things that are going on in their lives, I should say. So it was it was pretty cool to read some of something like that. Um, obviously, it's an extreme um, situation that he put out there, but we see it all the time, even if it's not extreme in how we see it. You know, the results of this bias, this racism. Um, but obviously, some people do take it overboard, and it does happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say, before you move on, mm-hmm. that you giving this book props yeah. is saying something. <laughs> because I know you like Joe Hill. 
you like Stephen King, like you loved it. So I knew I knew you would like it when you got the book. But they're short novels. And you're not usually a fan of short novels. No, I'm not. I want the full story. You don't even like my short novels. <laughs> so her saying that she likes it, that's a recommend. You have to read it. Yes. It's like, <laughs> it was short. They were short. But he he <clears throat> packed it all in. Like, he went hard. He didn't... Um, Beat around the bush. He just went in and just got it. Like, you know, he got to the point. Yeah. And that's see that, that right there. That's what you don't like about my short books. Cause I don't get straight to the point. I write my short novels like a long novel and it's just slow <laughs> the whole time <laughs> until like the very end. And because he gets straight to the meat, you know, that's, that's saying something about his talents too. Cause you know, he is Stephen King's son. What are you going to do? Right. Um, and I haven't really read any Stephen King short stories, but Joe Hill is, is pretty good at it. Um, I really like him. Um, another book that I actually listened to um, was Sleeping Giants with by Sylvain. Sylvain uh, his name is hard. Sylvain. Nouvelle. He's, he's Canadian, I believe. Um, I'm going to give you the points on that one. <laughs> right? Uh, it's part of the Themis file series. And it's an audiobook. Well, I listened to the audiobook. And I really, really liked it. Um, I will warn you that it is an epistolary novel. Um, for those of you who don't know what an epistolary novel is, like I didn't know what it was when I first heard about this kind of novel. Me either. Which was like maybe two weeks ago because someone on Let's See was saying how they enjoyed this one epistolary novel. And if anyone had any suggestions for more of these novels, can you please comment? And I was like, okay, what in the world is an epistolary novel? So I had to Google it. So here is what I found on Wikipedia. This kind of novel is a novel written as a series of documents. It used to be just like letters, but now it also can be like newspaper clippings, articles, recordings, videos. So it's pretty much like transcripts and articles. And um, Sleeping Giants is set as a, um, yes, a, a, like a recording. Like it's recordings where... People record their conversations with other people and articles and stuff like that. And I really like the audiobook. I know here, my husband, Kenny, tried to read the actual book. Couldn't do it. Yes. <clears throat> and he was like, no, this is a terrible book. And, and I was like, well, maybe we should give the audiobook a chance. <laughs> you know, because I did hear afterwards that some, some, people, were, some people were saying, that the audiobook was better. You know. And so I was like, you know what? Let's try it out. And I did. And I loved it. The narrators were awesome. It makes more sense for it to be an audiobook, though. Yeah, because it's recording. Right, it's an interview. Yeah. It, it was a bunch of interviews put together. And it was really good. I liked it. Um, And I will be trying to get the next book in the series. 
up. But I have so much I'm reading right now. <laughs> so I don't know when I'm going to get to that. Um, but it was really good. It was. It's about this one little girl one night. Um, she falls into a hole. And when they find her, they look into the hole. And there's like a huge hand. And she has fallen on top of it. So then she grows up. And she becomes a scientist. And then she gets contacted by some secret organization. Because it's just one dude that goes and talks to her. And he doesn't want to tell, say his name. He doesn't want to say anything. He's just trying to say, hey, you want to work with us? I want you to investigate this giant hand that we found. And it's like a robot. And what it, what it is, where it came from... You know, what, what's this all about? And see if there's any more parts than just a hand. And so she joins it because she's like, even though it's all secret, I want to know what the heck it is. So they gather up a team and they find these parts and a lot of things happen. Think Iron Giant meets (laughs) real world. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And obviously, government cover-up kind of thing. Real world. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if we destroy a whole town, because it's for the greater good. Yay! Hey, your favorite phrase. Yeah, I, I don't like the greater good kind of thing, but, you know. Um, the other book I was trying, I want to talk about is The Study in Charlotte. And... It is a fan fiction. I love fan fiction. Especially when it's like mystery. Especially when it's either about Pride and Prejudice or Sherlock Holmes. And this is the Sherlock Holmes one. Um, So Charlotte Holmes is actually the great, great, great grandchild? I think that's how many greats it is. Of of, uh, Sherlock Holmes. And she meets... Jamie Watson, who is the great, 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 great grandson of Watson. Mm -hmm. And so they meet at the school, at their school. Um, Charlotte has been sent to all the way from London to Connecticut to go to the school because it's kind of like a punishment. So she's being sent over there to study even though she was being homeschooled in London. And then Jamie Watson ends up over there because he's he gets a scholarship to be the rugby uh, player in this school. And so they meet each other and they're like, oh, you're Watson, you're Holmes. And they don't really like each other. <laughs> well, Charlotte doesn't like him. Watson is like, oh my goodness, it's Holmes. Uh and but then stuff happens mm-hmm. as it does with sherlock yes so then there's a student is found dead and they have to figure out who did it because all signs are pointing to them being the murderers of this boy <laughs> so stuff happens um and apparently the homes Family always trains their children in the art of deduction. So Charlotte is really good at it already. 
and yeah, but they're a weird bunch. So, <laughs> so it's tough. Hey, I wish I had a mind palace. Right. Um. <clears throat> by the way, the show is amazing. I loved it. Can't wait for the Same. other series. Has it come out? The I other I season? I don't think the next season's out yet. No. Yeah. It's taking a while. You know, he's busy. I know. He's Doctor Strange. You know, things. Okay. But I want him to do Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's important to the Avengers. But, but, but. Hey. Sherlock. Thanos. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. The book is really good. At least I liked it because I just want to know what, what happens to these characters afterwards. So I lo- that's why I love the Pride and Prejudice and the Sherlock Holmes fanfic. So if you love Sherlock Holmes, read it. And it's actually going to be part of a series, I think. It's the Charlotte Holmes series. Um, I don't know if the next book is out already. I, I don't know how late I got this book from the from the release date. Um but it was an Amazon ebook that I borrowed. So I don't remember if it was one of the like the first reads section. But it's a really good book. It was an ebook. And I read it like in maybe like one day and a half or something like that. But it was amazing. Uh Oh, and this summer was my first summer that I actually got to stay home because I was already working for the school district (laughs) and I was having fun. And then I stumbled into Poison Ivy. So that was terrible. That was miserable. I ended up. Oh, and it was during the time that our AC decided to just quit. So then I ended up stuck in the room with the wall unit on all day. Feeling miserable and feeling gross because the poison ivy rash bump thing is terrible. Like, uh, and it was all over my body because I was like, it's summer. Let me go, you know, pull some weeds. The weeds were poison ivy. I never thought I would encounter poison ivy because I don't go out into the woods or any trails and i was like it's you know it's a house we're renting it the you know the, the landlord the city yes it's the middle of rockford and i was like the landlords wouldn't let poison ivy be out here but no it, it was here so and they sent us out there mm-hmm. and then we contacted them telling them about the poison ivy and they totally ignored that but anyway <laughs> all right so the book you have is a study in charlotte Yes. All right. So book two is the last of August. Book three is the case for Jamie. And 2019, we'll see a question of Holmes. Ooh. So it's a trilogy right now. Ooh. I need to send a note to Santa. And see if he can hook it up. (laughs) Santa. Hey, didn't, didn't Santa get you strange weather by Joe Hill? Yes, he did. I'm sure he did, yeah. So maybe uh, this year he can get me the rest of the series? Uh, (laughs) Sure, I'll talk to him. I'll see what he can do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We're Um, good friends, he and I. Yes. So, 
that's it for my books for now, or else we will be here all day sitting here listening to me talk about books. Hey, we've only been recording unofficially for 24 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, but you know, I, I could keep on talking for days here <laughs> about books. Um, oh, another another show that we watched this summer that I really got into was Stranger Things. Yeah, she was late to the party. Yes. But I guess it was a good thing because now I don't have to wait as long to watch the next right. season. Been waiting since Halloween yeah. to start season three. This What's is the really deuce? good though. And they're saying it's not going to come out until like next September. I know. That's just terrible. Why would they make us wait so long? <sighs> I'm pretty sure it's because the kids are busy. Yeah. They're doing movies themselves now. That's how it goes. The things that they they first get big with that are really good, then they start getting all these other projects, so it takes them away from the original thing. So then we have to suffer. Right. You know? We have to be the ones to endure. Why? But we can endure. We can do it. (laughs) I guess we'll rewatch it and rewatch it many more times. Rewatch it. And you're also watching Game of Thrones, so Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, she's late to that party too. Yeah. I was late to that party, but... I um, think I, we've only watched season one and two. Well, I have. Yeah. We and still then, we have to get season three, four, yeah. five, six, and seven. Yes. Because no one else streams it, do they? No, it's HBO. Yeah. It's sad. Uh, oh, did anyone watch the It movie? The new one? Because it was quite disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They changed so much. I, w- I was disappointed. I just sat there and stared at the screen. I was like, seriously? Why? The miniseries of I don't know when was way better. Yeah, the count was high. Yeah. On that. For those of you who don't know, I do mm-mm when I don't agree because it's not part of the book. <laughs> like, it's different. My husband gets annoyed. That's it. That's the score count <laughs> for how bad a movie is or, you know, how good a movie is. Mm-hmm. If there are very few mm-mms, then, you know, the movie did a good job. For example, Harry Potter, I probably only heard her say mm-mm once during a whole series of movies. Well, Even though I'm sure she was thinking it. Yes, I was. She didn't say it because she loves the Harry Potter movies. Yes. I know they left out a lot, which they have to, but. It wasn't as bad as, as it. <laughs> um, or the gunslinger. The gunslinger oh was my terrible. Ugh. The entire movie was mm-mm. Yes. Whole thing. What did they, they get right? Just the names of the two main characters? <laughs> like, I guess. God. Like, they shouldn't have just made one movie. They should have made it into a series. So. Honestly, it was, it was such a waste of phenomenal talent you had idris elba and you had matthew mcconaughey two amazing actors yeah and you just wasted them (laughs) exactly (laughs) like come on it was nothing like the novel (sighs) it was sad (sighs) we're actually uh listening to the series together which is taking us forever yeah but we're trying to get through it we don't really get free time at the same time no we're on the third book and we've been on the third book for a few months now. Maybe half a year. Quite even. a few months. Um, so, yeah. 
But yeah, that's it up for book talk, I think. You sure? Yeah, I think so. You have anything else to add? Well, since we're on the topic of coming back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, scientists believe that Mars at one point had water, as we all know. Scientists believe that. And it was very likely true that Mars at one point did have water. Because, I mean, you think about where it is. It's right on the outskirts of the the Goldilocks zone for planets, which is, you know, habitable area in space around the star. And it has ice caps. So it has a, it has a North Pole, has a South Pole, and there's ice. That's water, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So then the landscape of Mars has all these, all these like ridges and these little spots in it that look like you know how if you have like a bucket of sand and then you like sprinkle some water in it and you see the little divots in the in the sand mm-hmm. <clears throat> it looks like that yeah. in some spots of mars and basically <clears throat> excuse me basically there's the water that is going there in those spots are leaving a deposit so it's shining on the radars Whoa. From the satellites that orbit Mars. And recently, they believe that they have discovered that there is a 12-mile-sized 12, a 12 size lake under the surface of Mars that is liquid. Not ice. Liquid. And it occasionally seeps through the surface and is kind of like a waterfall somewhere. Hmm. And it happens a few times a year because it's... It's a liquid lake, but it's underneath a layer of ice, and that layer of ice is underneath the the ground of Mars. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's apparently so much water that it can cover the entire planet of Mars in like 18 feet deep water. That's how much water it is in that spot. At least that's what they believe by the data that they retrieved from like doing radar scans. And, of course, there are scientists who say, no, ain't no water on Mars. It's just dry. But it it has ice. Yeah. <laughs> There's ice in the North and South Poles. And Mars isn't always really cold. Sometimes it gets warm. So mm-hmm. the ice melts. Yeah. It happens. So, yeah. There's water on Mars. And that's pretty cool. It's pretty much indisputable. There's water on Mars. And they believe it's salt water, which is why the lake hasn't frozen. And as you know, most of the oceans on Earth are salt water. Uh Or all the oceans are salt water on Earth. So there you go. There's a lot of life in our salt water. So what comes next? It could be life on Mars. My word. (laughs) That's pretty interesting. Yeah. That's my nerdy spot for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all know you love space, so. Of course, of course. Uh, I don't have anything else. Are you reading any books right now? Am I reading any books right now? Um, Yeah, I'm reading several books right now. Mm -hmm. I am listening to A Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. the audio book, the first one. A Game of Thrones is what it's called. (laughs) The first book in the Ice and Fire series. Um, Really good stuff. At first, I did not like the narrator. I didn't like it because, (laughs) and I'm not trying to sound 
I don't know how to put it. I don't want to sound like it's just because he was an older guy and he couldn't really make his voice sound like the characters from the show. <laughs> but I think that has a lot to do with it. No, not a lot. It has some to do with it because I'd already watched the show. But it, with him being an older guy and his voice being the way it is, he can't hit the registers that he needs to hit to portray Jon Snow, Rob Stark. You know, the, the mm-hmm. main younger characters. So they all sound like older guys. They all uh, sound okay. like, like, like John sounds like Ned. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. But after a while, you get used to it mm-hmm. because he's, the dude is good. The narrator is good. Yeah. He's, he's a good narrator. I can't remember his name right now, but he's a good narrator. And after a while, you get used to it and the story is great. And it's just like the first season of Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> like it's following it step for step. It's, they're the same. The show in the in the first book is exactly the same. They haven't left anything out in the show in the first season. I don't know how the next one's gonna go. Right. Um, Can't wait to read it. But I have so many books I'm reading right now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a few years before you get to it. I'm sure. Right. Uh, what else am I reading? Oh, I I finished reading. I can't make this up by Kevin Hart. Oh yeah, the one you were laughing about yeah, a lot. I was. I was in constant pain from laughing at that book. It was hilarious. It's just basically about his life. I mean, there was some golden nuggets in there, though. Like, he was... Some of the things, it was like advice mm-hmm. from somebody who came from nothing and made himself into a millionaire. Like, there was some nuggets in there. Oh, that's good. But um, it was mostly just comedy. Like, he turned all his <laughs> stories into just funny jokes. <laughs> it was basically all it was. And if he really was not making that stuff up, he had a crazy life so far. He's not even as old as I thought he was. I think he just turned 40. (laughs) And we have the same birthday. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Hmm, Interesting. And it was an audio book, right? Yes. And he reads it. It's hilarious. Makes it even better. It's hilarious. (laughs) Because it's the fact that you know he didn't write the book the way he narrates it. Because he (laughs) stops and he's like, is this supposed to be in the book? I don't remember putting this in the book. Like, he'll do that. And it's like, <laughs> you ain't writing that in a book. You can say that in an audio book, but you can't write that into a book. Yeah. And just be like, I don't remember putting this in the book. Who writes that in a book? Right. Like, you know, it's just him talking. Just running his mouth. Oh, man. Thinner? I thought you were reading Thinner. I am, but it's been such a long time. Probably going to have to start over. Yeah. Thinner was a good book by Stephen King, by the way. I read it some years, a lot of years ago. I might have still been a teen, uh, but it was really good. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of creepy. <laughs> you know. Um, that's it? Um, For your books you're reading right now? Yeah, because I'm doing so much homework. Yeah. Uh, the Wastelands. We are reading The Wastelands together. Mm, yeah, true. We're listening to True, it. true. That a chum. Yes. That a chum. Um, I'm going to, I said it before, I'm sorry. I said it before in an older episode, since we did bring up the movie It, if you have not read that book, listen to the audio book. It's by far the best audio book I've ever heard in my life. It is really good. When I was listening to it, um, we lived in an apartment, in in an apartment building on the second floor. And it was usually, the hallways were usually empty. 
and very quiet, except for like the random dog barking. Um, and one of the days that I was listening to it, because I would listen it in my car, I would because li- it's a really long book, very but long. it's so good you want to keep on listening. So I had was coming back from work. And I had my, my earbuds in, and I was walking to, through the hallway, and all of a sudden, like, Pennywise is on my ear, being creepy and whispering something, <laughs> and I just, like, got the chills, and I, like, looked around, like, no one's over here following me, right? And I just picked up my pace and got to the door real fast, and I was like, okay, <laughs> Earbuds off. We're you good. A balloon? <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably might have been what he said. So it was really, really good. The narrator was amazing. Steven Weber. Yes. Never going to forget his name. Mm-hmm. And I have a really, really long list of books that I am currently reading because I get distracted and I'm like, oh, I really want to read this one. So I pick it up and I start reading it and then... Sometimes I'll forget my book in the room and I'm downstairs and I'm like, well, I have this book down here. So then I start reading that book and then I get to work and I'm like, oh no, I forgot my book. So then I'm like, okay, I'll look for an audiobook or an ebook on my phone. And so then I end up with a million books that I'm currently reading and I don't finish them. So right now I have Human Acts by... Han Kong, which is an ebook, and then Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Riggs that I'm reading. It's an actual book, and then Cinder by Marissa Mayer, Behold the Dreamers by Imbolo Mbue, All Are Wrong Today's by Elon Maste, Frost by M. P. Kozlowski. Obviously, The Wastelands, I've talked about that a lot. Um, And Wonder Woman, Warbringer by Leigh Bardugo. Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Scared to Death um, by Rachel Amphlett. Um, In My Father's House, uh, it's it's a true crime um, nonfiction story by Fox Butterfield. Uh, and that actually, I just got maybe like a few days ago by first reads, um, from Penguin and they request, uh, a review. So it's like an ARC because it doesn't come out until October 1st of this year. So I will get on that. Um, and I am reading Más Allá del Invierno, which by, it's by, um, Isabel Allende. And the English title is In the Midst of Winter. I love Isabel Allende. I've talked about her so much. I'm trying to read more Spanish, you guys. I need to get better at my Spanish. Mm -hmm. Because I'm trying to get her in the voice acting world and she needs to learn how to read it in Spanish. Yeah. Like, I I was taught how to read in Spanish. Um, I went through my first years of school in in the bilingual classes, which means you got everything in Spanish except for, like, the test, which was not good. But then on fourth grade, I got switched over to regular English classes, and then I was so 
into like trying to get my English down pat, then I stopped reading in Spanish. I would still speak Spanish at home, but I guess the Spanish got put in the back burner and forgotten for many, many years until recently. So, yeah. And I am also reading Arrival by none other than Kenny Tolles Jr. here. And it's really good so far. Like, I was really into it and then I stopped reading because I started work again. And I am so tired because I got used to. I think there's some... some... Is that a parade? I think it's a parade outside our door. (laughs) 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 A parade we don't know about. But anyway. um, So yeah, if you hear drums, it's a parade outside. Uh, Yeah, I was really into the book. And then I stopped reading because I started work. And I got so used to sleeping in so late. And taking naps during the summer that now I am so (laughs) exhausted every day after work. It's kind of my fault. Yeah, it is. Because I was working. Mm -hmm. If you had come downstairs, then the dogs would have been barking. Yes. And then you wouldn't have been able to record. So, yeah. So, I was, like, in the room a lot of the time. And I had poison ivy, too. So, it was a lot of me just sleeping because at night I couldn't sleep. You really just had a miserable month of summer. At the I very least, did. it was a month. Yes, it was terrible. Remember, but I survived. People, remember, everybody, you get in poison ivy, get you some cortisone tin and some vinegar, mm-hmm. and just go hard with it. Yes, <laughs> use as much as you want. And if you know you've come in contact with poison ivy, go grab some Dawn, mm-hmm. some warm water, and something to scrub with. And just scrub hard. It doesn't matter because you don't want poison ivy. You don't want poison. You don't want an, a, ra- a rash of poison ivy. And okay? make sure, make sure, even if it's not Dawn, that it's one of those heavy high duty. Brands. Yeah, it, has, it can't be a knockoff brand. It has to be one of those really grease cutting dishwashing soaps. Yes, because that's the thing. You got to get the oil off of your body. So, mm-hmm. and you have to do it within thirty minutes. After you touch it. Yes. Because poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac, and I don't know the other ones. But I think those three were the ones I came in contact with in the same spot in the, at this house. It was pretty, and, it was pretty ridiculous. Yes. Um, those plants secrete an oil that when it comes into contact with your skin and it seeps into the skin, it causes the rash. So that's why it's important in the first 30 minutes to scrub it out with Soap and hot, warm water. Throw your clothes in the washing machine. Don't yes. throw them anywhere else. No. When you take them off, toss them in the washing machine so you don't have to touch them and so they don't touch anything else. Mm-hmm. And then wash them with hot water. Hot water. And I even put the soap in there, like Dawn. I squeeze some Dawn into my washing machine and let it go. <laughs> yeah. Because it's rough. You really don't want it. I had like two bumps from it. And I was about to scratch the skin off my arm. <laughs> so yeah. I can only imagine what it was like. Because you had it just, it was just crazy. Yes. It was all over my, especially my right arm. Because that's the one I use. I'm right-handed. So it was all over my right arm. It was on my torso, on my legs, on my back. 
It was everywhere. I, 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 yeah, it was rough. And it's just terrible because you really, really want to scratch. But you know you can't. And um, not only that, but it also makes you swell up. So not only is the rash irritating and painful sometimes, but when you swell up, that makes your whatever part that's swollen up hurts. Because if you move it wrong, you bump it or something, it just hurts. Yeah, your arm looks like a pillow. Right. It's, I felt gross. Not only did I feel terrible, but I felt gross. And I just, I just, you know, it, it takes a toll on you. Like, I didn't want to go anywhere. Not only because I just couldn't, because the heat makes it even worse. But um, because I just felt nasty like even though i washed and cleaned i still felt nasty because i looked at my my arms and it was like ugh, gross so yeah be warned google poison ivy get acquainted with what the plants look like because that that was the main thing that i wasn't they are sneaky. aware of like I didn't know what these plants looked like. I had heard about poison ivy, but I had never looked for it. Never, you know, searched an image of it. Um, and they can get, you know, into the cracks of, like, different bushes. Like, you could have one bush and poison ivy can sneak in there. And, yeah, it's it's everywhere. Be careful. When you're pulling it off of whatever the vine's growing on, it could be stuck to it. Yeah. Like we had it in another spot on our house and we weren't even aware of it. And my wife kept getting new rashes <laughs> for some reason and we didn't know what it was or how it was happening. And then we realized where we always take the dogs out to use the bathroom, there was poison ivy underneath the the water the water faucet outside. So the dogs were walking in it, and we would pet the dogs, and it was just a mess. Yeah. It usually doesn't affect animals because they have fur, so it doesn't get to their skin. But it obviously can transfer, the oil can transfer from their fur to your skin. So be careful. And the oil can also transfer to other plants. So if you're just going to get rid of the poison ivy and leave the plants that were near it, make sure you spray them with water. Um, then we at also, the least. We also pour some vinegar on it. Yeah. Just to be... If you pour vinegar, <laughs> like the cleaning vinegar and the roots, it's supposed to make it, um, make the plant dry out. So. We're trying anything right now. And if you have a, if you have like a deck, you know, like a patio kind of situation, um, and you think you might have some growing underneath it, don't just reach in and pull it out. That's how it got me. <laughs> wear gloves, wear long sleeves, cover up your body. If you have those goggle things for like all safety working, precautions. Just just use that because it also one one vine actually did smack me in the face. And it made my eyes my eyelids swell up and it was terrible. So take care, please. <laughs> the last thing about the poison ivy thing. Y'all can thank us later for this one. Don't burn it. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Don't no. don't burn it, cause you know oil. When you burn it, it turns into smoke, and 
gets in your lungs. So in your lungs, your mouth, <sighs> yeah, and it can cause that rash to get in your lungs and your mouth and your throat, and that is just a recipe for disaster. Don't don't burn it. Just if you have to pull it out, pull it out, put it in a bag. Make sure you tie that bag, seal it, and throw it away. Put it as deep in the garbage can as you can. Yes. <laughs> the outside garbage can. Yes. Don't trust it at all. No. Because it'll come for you when you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you don't think you washed it good enough, and you end up getting in the bed or something, the next day you wake up like, oh my God, I don't think I washed good enough. Put all your sheets in the washing machine. And your pillows. Flip the mattress. <laughs> Everything that you think you may have touched, clean it with some vinegar yes. and some bleach, maybe. That's how you, you just, you have to do it. It's precautionary things because it's crazy. Dish soap and hot water. That is a must. So, beware the poison ivy. Beware. And with that, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, weekend, something. Um, we'll see you soon yeah we'll see you soon oh and remember i am you can find me on litzy as the book addict or anywhere else as i am i'm the book addict i am the book addict okay i Uh, am or i am i'm i'm i am um yeah oh except for facebook i don't have a facebook for my page yes so i'm kenneth toes jr everywhere he sure is. Yes. <laughs> he even has the little blue check mark on Litsy. That's pretty yeah. cool. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, find us. We would love to talk to you guys. Um, any comments? Any suggestions? What do you want to hear about? Uh, as right now, we're just talking. I usually talk about books. My husband here will be talking about something interesting that's going on in the world. Except for politics, because I said no politics. Yeah, she said, no, I'm not allowed to talk about politics, even though I wanted to talk about politics. Well, I can't talk about politics, so she said, I got to save it for my own time. Yes, because, <laughs> you know, there's so much negative it's, it's stuff. It's just negative, I understand. Um, I guess if we find something positive in politics, then we can talk about it. But as long as it's negative, I really don't want to talk can about it. Can I just say one thing? Sure. In politics? One, one little short thing. Rest in peace, John McCain. Yes. He was a strong, strong guy who didn't take crap from nobody. Yes. And he was a respectful Republican candidate. Mm-hmm. Even though we were cheering all the way for our for our, our president, Barack Obama, you know, John McCain was, he was a formidable opponent and he was respectable. Yes. I'm, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do miss Obama, though. Um, <sighs> We're and, done. Yes. We're politics. And yeah, John McCain. He he was He was a war. He was hero. one of a kind. He was yes. He remained very respectful. And he was a strong dude. Mm-hmm. Going through some rough stuff at the end there. Yeah. Well um I hope you guys are well and keep calm and read on. <laughs> We missed you guys. Bye. Bye.